Hey there, I'm Nanzara, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hello and welcome back to Market Scale Grow. Thank you so much for joining me. This is our inspiring story for the week. And before we get started, I just want to quickly apologize. Uh, We've missed three weeks in a row for inspiring stories because it's the end of the year. Teachers have been crazy busy and um, I didn't want to bug people. So... I just continue to put out the Saturday strategy sessions, but I now have a good chunk of people lined up for interviews that I've either already done and just need to edit or are coming up, and so there shouldn't be any more gaps. If you want to share your inspiring story with us, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash journey, and you can share your story with us as well. Today I am talking with Allie from Tech About Math. She and I had a wonderful conversation and we laughed so much. Before we jump into the conversation, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about her. She is a fourth grade math teacher, dog mama, and tech lover. Allie helps upper elementary math teachers create paperless classrooms and engage students in learning math conceptually with digital tools. She has a love for Google Apps and using Airtable to keep her small business organized and efficient. When Allie is not teaching or running her business, she is spending time snuggling on the couch with her pup, Franny Lou. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation. Hi, Allie. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be talking to you again. We were just talking about the last time you were on my old podcast. So welcome back. Yes. Thank you for having me again. (laughs) Of course. Do you want to start by telling people where you're from and you're still teaching? So what you're teaching and all those exciting details? Sure. So right. I'm from New York. I'm teaching Queens. I um, I teach fourth grade math. We're departmentalized and I love it like so much. I've taught fifth grade the last years before that. And then I taught sixth and seventh grade before that. So I've all just math. So I've been 
really strong in the math game <laughs> the last uh, couple of years. Do you want to give us a bit of information about your journey as a teacherpreneur? When did you start? And sure. Oh my goodness. So I actually opened my TPT store in 2012 when I was student teaching. I was like a student teacher and my cooperating teacher had showed me this website and I was like, I need to make some money. So let me put some stuff on there that I'm making for student teaching. Totally did not do it the right way. Like I literally would get excited if I made a dollar, like I would be like, Oh my God, I have a dollar in my PayPal account that I never use. And it like, that's how it was until about three years ago. So like 2018 is when I started really putting like more products up on TPT. So like for six years, my store was basically just there and it changed. Like I was like, Oh, this is going to be math in three, three, five, seven. That was the old room number I was in. And then it was math in two fourteen Cause I switched rooms. And like, that was like how original I was. Right. Um, you then, can't name it after the room you're in. That's literally what I did. And I just kept changing it because I wasn't like, I wasn't marketing. And I didn't think that I, I thought like TBT, you just go on, you throw up some stuff and you call it a day. Like that was it. Like that was my mindset. Cause I had no clue. And then I started like really following a lot of other teacherpreneurs on, Inst- on Instagram. And I had like t- my, one of my best friends that I grew up with since we're six years old, she's like a beauty blogger and like, that's her career. Right. She's really good. And I was kind of like, I always would talk to her and be like, Oh, like, I really would love to share what I know about teaching to help teachers. But like, I don't know how to start and this and that. She's like, you just got to do it. She's like, it's hard to like, she's like, I can't really tell you when to do it. It's like, you're, you just got to do it. And I was like, all right. And then I started following some blogs and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this. So I remember literally sitting in bed. It was like after midnight and I just like sat up and I was like, I need to buy a website. <laughs> Grabbed my computer and just like created Tech About Math. And then it was born. It was like uh, after midnight, almost half asleep experience. <laughs> and that is how I started. And that was like, I want to say bought the website. Oh my goodness. Like August, 2019 is when I officially bought the website. And then I discovered THU, which is how I met you. And the rest is history. Now I've been marketing and scaling and growing just like this podcast. (laughs) Nice. I have a very, very similar story. I, I called that phase of 2012 to, well, for me, it was 2013 until 2019 as my post and coast because I would just post things and then let them yep. post. That yep. was, I don't even think I had a cover on any of my products. I think I literally just posted it like no cover, barely had a description. <laughs> I was so I know better. afraid when I went back in, in 2019, I was like, okay, you need to revamp your store. You need to like everything. I was so afraid to go into my products because I had no idea what they looked like. I had no idea what was in there. And I was so proud of myself because they didn't have uh, like terms of use, but I credited all of the fonts and I credited all of the clip artists. I was so proud of myself because I was certain that that stuff wasn't in there. And I was like, wow, wow. (laughs) You're ahead of the game. Go that, go you. Yeah. I did not do that. And I was like, oof, let me take these down real quick. Cause now that I know, obviously I don't want to like do copyright infringement. Like no one wants to do that. And like, obviously you want to get credit to where credit's due. So I had to go in and like hide some stuff until I was able to edit it. And then I couldn't even find the original files. Like I I don't even know where the original product files are for half of them. So I was like, all right, well, we're just gonna keep going from here and just leave those where they are at. (laughs) 
which is yeah. not at the top of my feed. <laughs> so none of my stuff had title pages either, though. Just to, yeah. Just to, <laughs> I, I think everyone starts somewhere, right? I think a lot of people, like, that's how they start on TBT. They're just like, oh, it's just extra money. It's fine. Like, you don't have to go crazy with it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, maybe if I did put a little bit more effort in, it would be more scalable because... I mean, everyone likes visually appealing things, you know? It was mind-boggling to me. Like, I don't feel like I did a lot of work, I, but it was. It was so much work adding cover pages, adding the terms of use, um, updating all the descriptions, making sure they all had thumbnails and, like, the previews. And I had, like, probably 50 products when I went in and did it. So it wasn't, like, looking back, it wasn't a lot of work. I feel like I should have done it sooner, but the impact was huge. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like just because they were more searchable and mm-hmm. buyer friendly. And so, um, I have a friend who just started TPT like a year ago now. And, um, I, was, I told her I was so jealous that she started off on the right foot. Yeah. <laughs> she had all yeah. this, this right information and she didn't have to like stumble through all the like hard times. Um, oh, but yeah. at the same time, I don't know how you felt, but like way back when I started, there was very little pressure. And I feel like people starting today, there was a lot of pressure. Oh, definitely. A lot of people are like, oh, I have to make my teaching salary. And it's like, okay, well, that's a lot of pressure for the beginning. And like, I was like that too. Like I still have this like monstrous, like money goal, but it's like, and I'm not coming near it, but also I have to not say to myself like, oh, just give up. You know, you just gotta keep going. Eventually you'll get to where you gotta go. You just gotta put the work in and a big thing that I see all over Instagram is like, don't compare your journey to someone else's highlight reel. Right. Because that just is no, it's not okay. The other, the other quote that's really similar to that, that I really like is don't forget, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. Yes. That was it. Yep. For sure. Both. I like both of those because they're, they're similar, but they have like kind of a different, viewpoint on the same idea of like you're starting and either it's just the highlights of that person's life. If you, your highlights is probably going to look just as amazing and just as interesting. And then also like your beginning is not the same as somebody else's middle and your middle won't be the same as your beginning. Right. So everyone's got to actually my like quote that I have right above me right now is my journey is unique to me because that is something that I struggled with, you know, imposter syndrome is so real. And it's like, well, I'm not as good as this person on Instagram and I'm not as good as that person. But like, it's so important to just be like, no, you're doing what you got to do. You're helping your people. Like I have like three people on Instagram that I know, like followers, I know I can message and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And they'll be like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's a great idea. Or how about we do this instead? How about you do that? And it's like, those three people are my people. Even if it's just three of them for now, I mean, I have a lot more followers on Instagram, but those three people I know I can connect with and message and DM about ideas and like, I'm helping them, you know? So even if it's just those three, like pick three people and go with the I have like goosebumps from that. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. Um, How has your journey through this kind of changed over the years, like your mindset or where you're, what you're doing with it. Like what have the changes have been? Yeah. So, well, I had like pretty big changes. So like I started as TPT only and like, that's all I did was I created scaffolds for upper elementary math and I created like digital activities for them, things like that. Talk about math. Right. Um, but then I started 
realizing that I can do more. TPT is great. I do love TPT. I love creating resources. I love writing curriculum, but I can also like help teachers learn technology because things that I know how to do, like I was taking for granted, like people need help learning how to do like, like things that I would find simple with technology. So I started creating online courses for teachers. I do have a little surprise coming out in July, something new launching. So just keep a lookout for that. Um, but yeah, so I realized after joining THU with Alyssa, um, that there's more to the teacherpreneur journey than TPT. That was a huge mindset for me, shift for me as well. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I, I know I can offer more for people, so I'm going to do it and I'm going to help people to be more efficient with technology. Like that's, that's my jam. And I think that the last year has really shown how, how like weak spots in that, that people who feel, including myself, feel very tech proficient. Just, I'm just not, I'm not as tech proficient as I thought I was. And, um, I have things that I'm like super comfortable in. I know Google sheets inside out kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but when you start, start throwing other programs like Jamboard at me and this and that, and I can't even write. Yeah. I start to get lost in all of it. So there definitely is a use for um, a course like that, that can help teachers kind of figure it out and get oriented in this world. That's just becoming more and more digital. And I think even as it goes back to quote unquote normal or like pre pandemic, I think we're still going to be more digital than we ever were before because Uh of getting thrust into it. I a hundred percent agree. I remember when the pandemic first hit, I was the only person in my entire school using Google Classroom. Like I started at my school three years ago, right? This is my third year there at this school. And I went to my principal and said, look, I really love technology. Is it possible for me to create Google Classroom for my kids, just my students? I was like, I won't obviously, like, I just want to try it for a center time so I can differentiate the assignments that I'm giving the kids, this and that. And he was like, absolutely go for it. So I was like the super admin, like they call it super admin when you set up the Google Classroom and then you have access to literally everything because I'm the one that set it up. So I remember like three days before the school closed, my principal called me into his office and I was like, oh no, like, you know, when you like the principal calls you in, like you just set your stomach drops, you're like, what did I do? And you think of everything. Well, I didn't do anything except for set up Google Classroom for myself because then he was like, can you set up the whole school on Google Classroom? He was like, you got 48 hours. I was like, oh, okay, sure. He's like, I got you a sub for the next two days. Just sit in the library and do what you got to do. And I'm like, okay. So I set up the whole school on Google Classroom. I got everyone going. I got the teachers going. Sure enough, schools ended up closing three days later and teachers still had to go in. So like schools closed that Monday. No one had school. And then teachers had to go in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for training on technology and then remote teaching started that following Monday. Right. So that's how the pandemic was for us here in New York. Um, So for those three days, my principal was kind of like, you want to just give the PD on how to use it? (laughs) I was like, okay. It was very informal. I literally sat at the front of the desk with at the front of the library. We had six teachers at a time come in because we obviously couldn't congregate together. So I sat there with my computer. and I was like, and this is how you go into Google Classroom. And this is Google Slides. And if you teach writing, this is Google Docs. And if you teach reading, here's this and here's that. And I'm like, I feel 
I'm honestly proud of all the teachers I work with because they handled it like champs and they were able to really like, I'm sure every teacher that has taught through this pandemic has like really just jumped in. And I think, like you said, like the tools that the teachers have learned for this pandemic, like the technology, like they, you can't not teach without it. I mean, you can't teach without it now at this point. I don't know if I said that right. Does that make sense? Like you need to take these tools and now find a way to incorporate them into the brick and mortar school, because guess what? There's still skills that the kids are going to need. And I think it just made it that much more obvious of how important these skills are. I think we were almost ignoring it before, because if you think about it, our, our worlds are just more and more digital. And we were kind of doing a disservice to our students by not teaching it and not allowing it. But my school board is a Google school board. So every kid like from kindergarten has a Google account that just okay. follows them all the way through, which is yeah. like made our job. Like nobody had to do what you do. We already had it all like ready. Oh, to go. Well, I did it. No, uh, I don't know. It's, it's so strange. Cause like in New York city, it's like one big school system, but at the same time, it's like each school had their own individual Google things, but now they're trying to get everyone on the same Google. Like it's just, it's so complicated. I'm just like, like, I understand it, but trying to explain it to someone who doesn't understand technology, it's like, it's something that's just like a need to know basis. I feel like setting it up is something that I hope no one has to do. I was so, like, I would like text the tech guy from my old school and be like, Hey, I need your help. I'm doing this. Like, what do I do? And like, he let, thankfully, like I left my old school on good terms. So he was able to like walk me through stuff, which was awesome. That's lucky. But, yeah. Um, we have a, because it's, it's for our whole board. And so this is like, I want to say 50 plus schools, elementary and high school, right? So like we have a tech department that handles all of this stuff. And we have a tech guy that comes to our school a couple times a month and that we're just like, can you help us with whatever? And he's like, doing his thing for all you people listening and can't see me. I'm doing crazy keyboard hands right now. (laughs) Um, He just does his thing and takes care of all that. So I can't imagine as a classroom teacher. Yeah. Having, I mean, you said you got the sub, but still like having to do all of that without being like a tech, like an IT person, right? Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, it was definitely like an experience, but it definitely was, I knew I love technology. I know I love helping teachers learn technology. Like that's a really big reason why I'm going, I'm actually going for my ADD in curriculum design education with uh, concentration in learning design with technology. So I want, I love that stuff, you know, like helping teachers with tech, helping students learn. Like there are so many things that we take for granted that we know how to do that. Like a student doesn't know how to do writing an email. I can't tell you how many emails I got where the entire body was in the subject line. I cannot tell you. Like kids need to learn that, okay, the subject is like just a quick little title and then you type in the body and like, they don't know these things because they never learned them. So it's like, it's so important, I think, to like go over these little things that we know how to do with the kids. I, yes, I totally agree. Um, we are so off in a good way, in the best way possible. Your teacherpreneur journey and we're now, I'm loving it though. But, oh mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very like interconnected though, because obviously these experiences you've had in your school and all this tech has clearly influenced your journey as like an entrepreneur as well. Yes. 
Definitely. Because I do love helping people learn the technology. Like I love, I like enjoy finding ways to use technology. That's not common. Like I use like Google forms, like people think, Oh, Google forms. That's for my tests. That's how I give tests and quizzes to my kids. Well, you could also track your parent contact on Google forms, create a form and just resubmit it every time you contact a parent. And guess what? You have a nice neat spreadsheet with all the times you've contacted every kid in your class, you know, like there are so many other ways to use technology besides like what it's typically used for. And like, that's something I enjoy like showing people. I started using Google forms for my, my mark book. I had it set up so that I could like type in the name of the assignment and then the mark. Oh, that's a good idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It didn't, it didn't organize it as well as I would have like liked it. But it was really easy for me to enter the information and then be able to yeah. pull it up and have it all kind of like in one spot. Yeah, that definitely is a great way to use it as well. Mm-hmm. So with your business, what are some of the like looking back those the major moments, either like super positive milestones or big challenges that you've gone through? Um, well, I'll start positive. So the positive milestones were... Um, last year, I, when I created my first course, right. I, um, I really enjoyed like creating it. Um, I have a YouTube channel with my business, um, that I had actually like posted and ghosted, I guess you can say, like I created it when the pandemic started and then I just stopped. But now I'm like finding that YouTube is really where my, um, niche lends itself well to because it's like tech, so like screen sharing and like recording, like a screen recording and uploading that on YouTube, you know, and how to do certain things. So, like, I had this epiphany a couple of weeks ago where I was like, you know, I was gonna start a podcast, but I think I'm just gonna pivot and do, go back to YouTube because I hit 500 subscribers and I didn't even do anything for it, like, I didn't even market my YouTube channel, nothing. Like, it just People, when you're looking for something to how to do something with technology, you go to YouTube to watch a video on how to do it, you know? So I, that was a pretty big milestone because I was like, you know what? I am going to go back to that. Um, so I have that. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like a huge thing also was joining THU. Just having a community to like go to for everything. Like I've met some of my best friends in this group and that I speak to on a daily basis. Like, yeah, THU is awesome. I'll make sure it's linked in the, I'm pointing down too. I don't need to point. I'll make sure it's in the show notes though, for anyone who's curious about THU um, yeah. and Alyssa. Uh, yeah, we, that's how we yeah. met. And that's how uh, we met too. Like you meet so many awesome people. Like I definitely think joining, I was like up in the air about joining and joining definitely helped me to like realize, oh, like this is like what I need for my business. Um, but having a community, just having people to go to, I think that was a huge like it's not, I don't know if that's like a milestone, but it's definitely like a positive impact on my business. Um, yeah. And well, challenges? Challenges, uh, time. Cause you're, if you're like, I don't, I don't know how you do it. You're a mom and a teacher and an entrepreneur. Like I'm just, well, I'm a dog mom. So I have my dog friend who you can probably hear her in the background right now. Um, and I'm a teacher and I'm an entrepreneur and now I'm starting grad school. So I'm like thinking to myself, like, when am I going to have so much time for my business? So I decided to not teach summer school this summer just so that I can like really focus on it while I'm focusing on grad school and like really 
make moves so that I can set it on semi-autopilot during the school year. Um, Because I have a feeling that things are going to be changing this school year, but I'm not 100% sure, but I have a feeling. So if things do change, I need to be ready for it. You know, like, I guess that's the teaching plan, the teacher planner in me, right? Like, I want to make sure I'm two steps ahead, right? So, yeah, that's really the biggest thing is, like, time and motivation. Because sometimes I just don't feel like doing anything. Um, so like I have a couple of podcasts that I go to for like motivation that I like really enjoy listening to. And it's like, I listen to them and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And like, like I write my three things I want to do, get them done. And then if I want to do more than that, I do more than that, you know? So that is definitely the biggest challenge I would say in my journey so far. I feel the the time one. So I'm not in the classroom this year. I'm off on my maternity leave, which obviously takes that pressure of being like a classroom mm-hmm. teacher off. But the time one is huge. And since I've pivoted my business into the Facebook ads and I have clients that I'm serving, it's not just like me putting my TPT business and my products on the back burner of like, oh, I don't need to update that or I don't need to do a new one. It's actual clients and their work and things that need to get done. And yeah, so yeah. I totally feel that that pressure of the, the time. And it can be it can be really like stressful at times because yeah. you don't want to let other people down. So yeah, yeah definitely. Feel you there. definitely. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, I know like money milestones, like I haven't really hit anything crazy like in terms of like TBT or my courses. I'm hoping this July to hit one. So I mean we'll see. But I know July is a tough month because it's like some people are getting ready to go back to school in the beginning of August. Some people are like totally on vacation mode and not even thinking about school. So obviously it's going to be, we'll find out. <laughs> this is a newer thing though, right? Like it'll be your first launch of this new thing. In yeah. So it's a new, something new coming out. So that's so, exciting though. That's good though. Yeah. So I'm kind of almost like a test launch and then yeah. do another launch in the fall. Yes. So I'm actually speaking at a tech conference and I'm going to do like a secret launch for the people that watch those videos. And then I'm going to the week after like officially launch. Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Well. Have a, have a launch buddy. We meet once a week and we kind of like check in with each other. So highly, like I said, the community piece is really important. I, I'm in a mastermind that you actually set me up with my mastermind. So one of my mastermind is also launching the same week as me. So we decided to become launch buddies and we meet once a week and we just check in with each other. And like, we have a master launch checklist that we're going through together and we're going to launch. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to fill people in through THU, we set up mastermind groups. Mm-hmm. And I was, I guess, the mastermind behind the masterminds and organizing <laughs> yeah. all of it. So it if that's something that interests you, this is totally turning into a TGU promo episode. <laughs> but if Alyssa's got to love it. We got to get some of Alyssa's uh, little snippets in here. I have her just like talking. <laughs> that would be so funny. I would love it. Um, but yeah, so yet another push for like, join TGU. It's great. <laughs> Or just find your people, you know, find your people, but you are people. So. <laughs> so kind of in the same vein, how do you market your business? Okay. So right now I am on Instagram. I have my website with my blog on it. 
and I have a YouTube channel. I used to do four blog posts a month, but then I realized that's so unrealistic for me to keep doing in terms of the time. So I was like, you know what? I can still have a successful business and not post all the time. Right. So I pivoted that. And so now I do one blog post, one YouTube video a month. So that's my long form content that I market with like SEO and Pinterest and all that stuff. I have Instagram. I have my email list. I have. Look at you go, go, go. All the things. Well, I'm trying, you know, you gotta keep that's You gotta go somewhere. And I have, I find like my Facebook group's been pretty active lately. So I'm proud of that. So techaboutmap.com slash Facebook, you can join. Um, little plug there, subtle plug. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I have Twitter, but don't find me on Twitter because I don't post anything to Twitter <laughs> if we're being honest here. I think I have a Twitter. <laughs> like I made it so I can have the handle. <laughs> that was certainly the extent of that one. I think I went to a conference and they were like, everyone should have Twitter. Y'all should blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then I never opened it ever oh my again. God. My master's program, one of my professors was really big on making us good Twitter. And I'm like, oh, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. And then I have to ask, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Facebook ads? I want to try them, but I'm scared. So I'm 100% going to come to you at some point for it. What are you scared about? I honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't even set up my pixel, whatever that means. Like to me, pixel, I think pixel art for Google Sheets. Like that's pixel. Pixels. I get confused. Like I'm Googling it and I'm like, I'll like pull up the wrong pixel. (laughs) This isn't what I want. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely want to venture into Facebook ads, but I feel like my business is not ready yet, but I don't know when, what constitutes a business being ready. So what do you think? <laughs> is this like the appropriate time for me to be like, hey, son, can I get some advice? <laughs> well, so one of the biggest things that I always tell people is, do you have, like, do you know who you're serving? Do you know yeah. what you're offering people free and paid? Like what content, what's your content pillars basically? Uh-huh. Um, do you know your people, like what they, what they need, what their fears, their, their obstacles, their hopes and dreams are like what you're doing for them. Do you know all of those things? And then um, do you have long form content that you're putting out on a regular consistent basis? Are you emailing your people on a regular consistent basis? Because I think that, getting to know your people and getting to know your business and having a clear message that you're putting out is so important before you start putting money behind it. Mm -hmm. And then having long form content that will nurture people because you can bring all the leads into your business. You can pay for all the traffic, but if it's just like a blank Instagram page and there's no anything for them to learn about you and get to know you, then it's basically wasting money. So you're doing all of that long form content work and yeah, I think from what we've talked about, like right now, but then also before you have a really good idea of like what you offer. So yeah. the question would be like, do you know your people? Do you know them well enough that you could message really, really effectively to them? Huh. That would be the, that would be my le- next yeah. question. And then before you put money behind any specific offer, does it work already organically? So if you want to do like promote a lead magnet, are there already people who are signing up for this lead magnet organically? You don't want to put money behind something that's just going to epic fail because it's a horrible something. Well, that 100% makes so much sense. 
Yeah. Um, well, right now I'm kind of revamping my lead magnet. So I think I'm going to hold off. However, come July, I will be coming for you, Jinzaya. <laughs> I will be coming for help. I will be one of your clients. I will be here. What? Um, I said, I will be here. Oh, I thought you said you won't be here. I was like, where are you going? Are you going well, to vacation? Take me with you? I'll probably be right exactly where I am right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my advice. Oh, good. That, yeah. I definitely think. Um, like right now my courses, unfortunately are not selling, but I'm also not marketing them. So I don't know. My lead magnets do well. Um, and my, what I'm having come out in July, I think is going to do well. Um, it's just a matter of getting it out there. So after I launch one time, then I will probably go for that Facebook ads. Cause I definitely want to dip my toes in there. You know, I want to like. And I was having this conversation with somebody the other day of like the best thing to do is to dip your toes in, Mm -hmm. do a little bit. And then the next time you launch, do a little bit more and then do a little bit more each time and learn a little bit more about the process and the pieces. And if you were to jump in and want to spend $10,000 on this ad and this ad and that ad and these retargeting ads and this whatever, it would be too much. And it would all just crash down around you likely. Yeah. If you want to like baby step your way into it, then you'll find success and you'll have the more like you'll have more learning opportunities through it. So I don't in many cases don't recommend that you just like dive head first, especially if you want to do it yourself. Right. And I think a lot of people like to to start by doing it themselves and to learn a little bit about the platform and mm-hmm. how it works before they they like hire out. And yeah. so that way you understand what's happening. Definitely. And so, especially if you're going to be doing it by yourself, like the baby steps is the best way to do it. Do that. Um, anything else you want to share to the world about your journey? I don't have anything else to share, but I just want to say to, if you're just starting your journey, just go, just do it. There's really like, what's the worst that can happen? There's really nothing like, um, like when I started creating my courses, I was like, what's the worst that could happen? No one will buy them. Guess what? That is what happened. <laughs> and you know what? I just kept going. Like, I was like, you know what? That just wasn't, maybe I didn't name the course the right thing, or maybe it, it didn't have what my people wanted, you know? And like, you just keep going. You can't let the fear of it failing stop you. That's probably a famous quote, but I don't know. I've just thought of it. <laughs> it's true though. Just the fear is, is so debilitating at times and you really working through it is so important to like yeah. having a successful business and it's so normal. Yeah. We all have that fear. So if you are sitting there and feeling like you're the only one who's terrified of failing, just know you're not the only one. Another thing. Sorry. I have like a lot of advice. Very wisdomous today. Um, so <laughs> another thing is don't look, I mean, don't not look at other people in your niche, but like don't follow people in your niche who are going to make you feel bad about yourself. That's huge. And also find a hobby that has nothing to do with your business so that when you need a brain break, you can do it. Like I play Animal Crossing like a child and I'm like 
sitting here on my switch and like, it just keeps my mind off things, you know, like you got to just like separate some things. Cause if you make your life, your business, your life, then you're going to burn out. There's like not even a chance. Like it's just going to happen. Like you need to just rest and like schedule rest. I literally read in my planner when I could take a nap. So there's that. <laughs> I have a nap after lunch almost every day now. I am jealous. Yeah, I'm going to miss that in the fall when I go. I was going to say, when you go back to school, it's not how it's going to be. Okay, guys, I know recess is done, but it's uh, my nap time. Actually, so. lights out. <laughs> you already answered one of my rapid fire questions. Oh, gosh. The advice for someone else. So, oh, sorry. Question number two. No, it's perfect. Question number two. I'm going to just do them in reverse order. What's your favorite tool or software that you use in your business? Airtable. Oh yeah. You're like the Airtable air is genius. my jam. I actually have an Airtable master to-do list lead magnet that you can grab at techaboutmath.com slash Airtable master. Yeah. You've done a couple of like, like, uh, presentations about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did. I spoke at a conference for it and I did in the THU vault. This is an Airtable thing. Um, but yeah, I love Airtable. Okay. And then last question, favorite social media, favorite social media. Okay. I held off on TikTok for the longest time and I just got a TikTok like three weeks ago and I had to put a time limit on my phone. So I guess as a consumer, it's TikTok (laughs) as a business person. Actually, no, I really do love Pinterest too. I love it all. Oh, okay. As a consumer, definitely TikTok though, because I love to laugh. As you can tell, like I crack jokes. I just, that's just me as a person. And Um, TikTok has their algorithm for the consumer. I don't know about it as a business, but my understanding is that their algorithm for the consumer is like really good. Yeah. They're pretty spot on. I like when I watch it. They like figure out what you want and are able to like really get you those videos really quickly. Yep. Definitely. For sure. Um, But I like Instagram for my business because I like being able to connect with like stories and like put the little polls up there. Cause then I can really understand what my audience, audi- what my audience wants and needs. Sorry. I can't speak. Bad time to not speak. On my podcast. So people are going to want to find you. Um, you can definitely find me on Instagram. My handle is tech about math, not teach about math. I get that a lot. Tech about math, like technology. I um, always thought it was a play on talk about math. It is. It's like, oh. well, well, it kind of is like, let's talk about math, you know, like, let's talk about math. That's what, okay. That's what I thought. But when you just yeah. said like related to teach, I was like, oh, is it actually no, really on teach? People will say, oh, I can't find you. And they type in teach about math. I'm like, but that's not it. It's tech about math. I don't know. Anyway, tech about math on Instagram and YouTube. You can find me. It's techaboutmath.com slash YouTube because I don't have a vanity URL yet. Um, what else am I on? Oh, I'm on Twitter again. Don't follow me there though, because I never post. Won't link Twitter. Don't worry. <laughs> Won't link Twitter. Um, you can find me at my website is techaboutmath.com and then you can subscribe and get on my email list where I send out some awesome things every week to your inbox on Sundays. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's inspiring story. If you'd like to share your story with us, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash journey and complete the quick application form. 
Then head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community so you can join our group of inspiring teacherpreneurs who are working on growing and scaling their businesses too. See you soon.